on my admittedly less grandiose bosom. <laughs> That's right. I described your bosom as grandiose. Thank you. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam. We're doing episode-by-episode episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, and also the uh, comic book, which we are going to talk about today, because it is outrageous, and we love it. And today I think we're all particularly excited to talk to you about uh, Showtime Part 3, which is issue 3 of the IDW Gem comic, with uh, writer Kelly Thompson, art by Sophie Campbell, a story by Thompson and Campbell, colors by M. Victoria Roboto, letters by Sean Lee, and edits by John Barber. So I think we're going to be talking about the comic today, and also uh, we're going to get into a little bit of the letters column at the end of today, because there is some fun stuff in the letters. There's some delight stuff, or delightful stuff in there. We start off with our previously page, which I actually think is paced really, really well. Like, I, I thought it was, reading it aloud, it sounded a lot like, you know, Starlight House and Starlight Music, and but the fabulous gem, nobody knows who she is, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> But the important thing is, our very last panel on previously, leading directly into our first scene, adorable lesbians. The amazing thing about that first panel is, not only is it the Misfits being the Misfits, but because it's 2015, everybody's filming it on their phones. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's in, it's in every shot, I think, of this first page. <laughs> The second panel had me laughing because Kimber's just getting out of there. Kimber's booked it. She's out of there. She's not dealing with this. She is so done, and Stormer is so confused. Look, you guys, even on page one in panel four, we have the perfect possessed face. Yeah, the perfect angry possessed face on that phone. There's a there's actually a, a photo set going around um, that I'll we will probably reblog to our main blog of... Just pizzazz faces in this issue? They're all so good. They're all so good. They're, they are visual velociraptor traits. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this again. Can we talk about Roxy in the background of this is so amazing. It's like panels one and three. In panel, in panel three in particular, she's making this, like, she's making this fist and she's got this incredible frown going on there. Her face is an emoticon in that panel. It's amazing. And, uh, and this, and this is a bit that's captured on TV where they still have the sort of running Twitter commentary, which you'll notice here is Mooncalf01, which is Sophie Campbell's Twitter account. So I was I was saying to this to Mackenzie because as we read it, we were getting on Skype and sort of yelling at each other about how much we liked it. Every page of this is a reward because it is so fantastic and also because everybody gets so many different hairstyles that are all fantastic. Oh, my God. The, the, the page, the, the hairstyles here on the second page are just gorgeous. I love Pizzazz's straight hair. Yeah. And I, I love uh, I love Stormer's just kind of lazy pulled back look. And I love the giant Mufant. Yeah, Jed has got like kind of a I think that I think her name is Janelle Monet thing. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Overall my favorite though still has to be Stormer with like her, her little fifties bouffant and, and her polka dots and, and the orange tights and it's just it's too cute. And she's got the little flower in her hair because Stormer in the cartoon always has that flower and it's the cute And also Clash is here. A clash. 
Flash, who always wants to be a misfit. And pretty much every single line that she has in here where there's a misfit in the room is quickly followed by shut up, Clash. <laughs> I also really like about this page just how uh, Jetta and Roxy are, like, obviously the closer to. They, they, they come across as buds here, which is great because I want to say, like, in the cartoon, like, uh, Roxy and Roxy and Jetta were always sort of at each other's throats, mostly because they were occupying the same character space, basically. Yeah. So to actually see them get along, to see, like, inter-band relationships that aren't just, like, them being jerks to each other is actually, like, refreshing. Yeah, it really is. They're like the peanut gallery in this scene, and I love it. And also, I just want to make a, I want to make a quick note that I appreciate that we stopped a million Twitter photos of you looking all lovesick at a girl that, Kimber, a girl that's your competition. It's not that she's looking at a girl. It's that it's the wrong girl. When you have a villain, sometimes you want to quickly code them and give them sort of the wrong perspective to have, like, yeah. uh, which is why you often see villains that are sexist, blatantly sexist. To make sure that not even the villains in this show, well, this cartoon, this comic, are, are homophobic, it is really nice. It's very normalizing. It, it, it feels like no big deal, and I love it. And so, like, we basically leave one cute scene because it involves Stormer, and we come across a surprisingly adorable scene with Rio oh picking gosh. up Jerrica. Rio, I like you for the first time in my life. It's so confusing. It is so confusing. I don't know how to feel about this. The banter he and Jerrica have here? Yeah. It's, it's like, so fast-paced, I could almost hear it aloud. They have a lot of chemistry. And it's very difficult to communicate chemistry on a, on a comic page. So this this is really well done. And also, can I say, Jerrica's outfit, super cute. With her hair back and everything? Yeah, it's adorable. Note on that, I mean, in the previous page, we just saw Pizzazz with a very similar sort of hairstyle with just that, that long headband pulling back the hair. So it's nice to see that kind of uh, parallel there. And so it turns out their date, you guys, their date. <laughs> their date's so cute. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a carny, it's a theme park. It's a, it's a carnival with cotton candy on the wharf. This is Santa Monica Pier, I believe. If it's not specifically Santa Monica Pier, it's meant to invoke Santa Monica Pier. I appreciate that because I, sometimes you get kind of tired of the gem and the holograms characters living in non-specific city. But like, straight up, you guys, everything about like all of the scenes involving the carnival and Rio and Jerrica's date are shockingly adorable. It, yeah, it's weird to actually like like this and like Rio in general, really. Just his sarcasm here and how how they joke. Yeah. And I mean, he even he even it, he even sort of apologizes for things that he does that seem like a little weird as opposed yeah. like he's like I I never track down girls and force them to go out with me. He <laughs> didn't force me. I know, I'm just saying that this isn't like a usual thing for me. Which is nice, considering usually Rio never apologizes for his behavior in the cartoon. Yeah. So, like, we take a break from our date to go back to what is essentially sort of what I would consider the B plot, or maybe just the, the other A plot. With Kimber just laying her out and sighing dramatically. Her hair is an enormous pink waterfall. It's everywhere. She's just sighing and flopping all over the couch. They're excited about Jerrica's date. With Rio, who is quote unquote totally hot. What I love about this 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 scene is Kimber talking. Kimber and Aja talking about this girl and implying that yep, 
Kimber does have a string of, of puppy love relationships with a bunch of girls, and it's everything I've ever wanted, and it's magnificent. It's everything that we were talking about when we were when we were talking about this comic book coming out. It was like one of the big things was that Kimber always had like a ton of boyfriends, and you were totally on the money kit. Now she just has a ton of girlfriends, and and, it's awesome. and Stormer's the first like serious relationship. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, we've often talked about this, just where something's like super forced and obvious, where it's like, oh, it's. Here we go. Kimber is on her 93rd girlfriend this time. But no, it's just, it's literally casual. It sounds like a conversation two people would actually have Mm -hmm. in real life. And it's still informative. And I appreciate that way more than I could ever acknowledge. That's true. Like all the dialogue in this, all the, all the conversations between, between our characters, it all feels very natural. It's just, it's really nice to see, especially in this issue, which is not really as, as dramatic as pivotal. It's nice to see sort of just our character on character interactions really reinforcing the, the bond that they have as sisters. And then the, of course the next page is, is Jem or Jerrica talking about, <laughs> talking about her sisters, of course. Oh my god, I love her expression on here, which is just so like, Eyes wide, so excited. You can see how much she's gesturing with her hands about how about how cool all of her sisters are. I get the feeling she doesn't talk to a lot of people who aren't her sisters. Because she's shy and everything. That would, yeah. that would make sense. And that actually means that Rio is someone that she actually feels comfortable with sort of, you know, relaxing a little. And and so they're they're up on a Ferris wheel, right? Which is super cute. And frankly, like the colors in the in this issue are so great. In terms of like all the pastels in uh in sort of the the Kimber the Kimber and the sisters scenes, all of like the the really saturated colors in uh in the in the misfit scenes, and this date is so pretty. It is like the colors used in this spread uh down on the bottom of this page that we're talking about here, where it's just sort of a long shot looking at the city at night, and it's not like. It's not that a character is telling you that it looks pretty, is that it is yeah. and you're agreeing with them. Which it's very difficult to make Los Angeles look pretty. So when we get to this page where they're where Rio and Jerrica are just sort of talking, uh while they're talking about how pretty the city is and, and the sort of different perspectives that they have, not only do we continue to see this great chemistry, but we actually get sort of the thesis statement for Rio's character and why he's interested in Jem, and I really, really like it. What's on stage isn't real. I care about what's real. I like to get to the bottom of things. Jerrica's got this kind of, oh, no, look on her face. What I really like about this 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 page is that on the panel where Rio mentions what? It'd be Jerrica and the holograms. The composition of that panel is actually drawing attention to her earrings. We actually have a reason for Rio to, to want to figure out the identity, why he's attracted to Jerrica. And, okay, guys, okay, guys. What if going off of this, Rio doesn't like Jem? That's what I was kind of thinking, honestly. Like, the way it's looking up, I kind of feel like he might think that Jem is more, like, all outside superficiality and no substance. It would definitely be more interesting than Love Triangle, only not really. But, I mean, I... I have so much faith in this in this team, though, because like every every change they've made so far has been like we've talked about this in previous episodes. One of those you hit your head and you're like, oh, of course. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this where the Rio Jerrica Gem relationship goes. Misfits time. Now it's time for the streaks. I really love the uh, the background of the paneling, how it kind of 
fades and splatters out on Misfits pages. Yeah, I was just noticing that, like, sort of the, the transition between the music and the, the music in the top half of the page and the yeah. sort of regular in the bottom half. And Pizzazz has this, like, in, in, in the second row, she's just got this demonic look in her eyes. It's fantastic. Oh my god. Like, the bottom <laughs> panel of this page, as well as just her, like, her shriek skull. <laughs> we just call them that? Yeah, let's just call them shriek skulls. <laughs> Pretty much every Pizzazz on this page is my favorite. Every Pizzazz is the best Pizzazz. <laughs> I love even the sort of innocuous line of I need to talk to my worthless band is like so freaking sinister when you've got this pizzazz who is <laughs> I love I just love how the rest of the misfits are just gathered together back there like well crap. Yeah. I mean they just have these little dot faces of like uh whoops. And can we can we take a moment to acknowledge that at the top of the next page, Pizzazz's hair is so good. That it breaks out of the panel. Pizzazz's hair is not constrained by the laws of time or space. Like, everybody else's hair is just there. Everybody else's adorable hair, by the way. Again. Yeah. Look at Stormer's. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, her little curls. I. Roxy's hair reminds me a lot of, like, some of the hairstyles for, for female trolls in World of Warcraft. Which means that it's captured my heart. Also, I like how, uh... The fight, uh, despite the fact that we've set up Jetta and Roxy as, you know, being kind of pals in the peanut gallery, here we have Jetta calling on, uh, calling Roxy out, and they obviously just kind of start bickering in the background. Yeah. And it's nice to see that as much as, as much as they do seem to be sort of allies, they're not always necessarily friends. And then we get to Clash, who has the teeny tiniest arms. Teeny arms. She is a little stick, and it's amazing. <laughs> Clash, quote-unquote, has set up a Google alert for Gem of the Holograms, which is how she's found out that Gem of the Holograms are going to do the benefit show for the Starlight Community Center. Pizzazz will not have that. Pizzazz will not stand for this. And then there's this beautiful panel of Pizzazz just destroying a guitar in her range. She full-on Hendrixes that thing. It's amazing. And it's and not then, only that. It's the next yeah, panel. The next panel it's just her so angry, and then, like, the other misfits just standing in the background. Jetta's grinning. We've got Roxy just sipping a drink like this happens all the time. <laughs> you can almost hear the, like... <laughs> <laughs> and I love how very often we get Clash just kind of cramming herself into the panels like she doesn't fit. Yeah, on that last panel, it's like, you've got this framing of the other three, and Clash is just sort of poking her head and like, what? I'm a misfit. The most magnificent thing of this entire explosion is Pizzazz flipping the craft services table and Roxy going, no, the bagels. I'd also like to point out that, like, every time Pizzazz has flipped out and Jetta's been in the background, she's just been grinning like she's <laughs> having a great time looking at this. <laughs> she thinks this is the best thing she's ever seen in her life. Jenna loves her work. I also like our uh, our background uh, technicians here, who are totally used to this. They're like, oh, I wish we could have filmed this. Uh, that is still mad. We'll wait five minutes. Yeah. And we have another point where Clash is just like, maybe we could shut up, Clash. <laughs> After this dramatic outburst, our next shot is, you know, the holograms in their kitchen having ice cream. Let's talk about, let's talk about Kimber's mystery girlfriend. Jane Doe. There was kind of an incident. And they totally call her on the fact that she just completely abandoned Stormer. 
It's like, no, at the top of the next page, Shane is like, okay, did you at least call her to apologize or to explain? And then Aja mitigates the whole thing by like, by saying, why don't you text? Because otherwise Kimber's going to leave this long rambling voicemail that will probably run out of time and the voicemail will beep. And then she'll call back and leave another long rambling voicemail that goes on for four minutes. And then it'll, have, it'll beep again and she'll have to call back and ramble again. Because and she'll like, never get to her point. No. And I was just like, let's just skip that and go for a text. Show it to me before you send it. It's just, it's so cute that she's so, so into Stormer and so wants to, like, and so wants to actually make it work with her, but has no idea how. It is... Kimber, you beautiful disaster. And then we cut back to the cutest date ever. Which has one of my favorite lines of, so have I satisfied all your cliche first date amusement park needs? Actually, no. In fact, I would like to lodge a formal complaint. My giant stuffed animal needs have totally not been met. Of course. I'm an idiot. How could I have missed it? Let us away to the nearest ring toss. I love it. (laughs) They're so cute, and I don't understand what's happening. This whole thing, this whole date, I can't remember the last time I saw Jerrica actually relaxing in the cartoon. I can't remember either. Every time Jerrica is involved, it seems like she is, uh, she's working or she's being stressed out by something. Jem is the character that tends to go see, uh, tends to go to fun events with the rest of the holograms. It's, yeah. This is so nice to see Jerrica just actually having a good time as herself. And speaking of cute, blazes on the next page. She's like, Punk rock yoga. <laughs> and number one Misfits fan. Look at all those posters. Look at that shirt. Look at that tattoo. She's actually got the cover of issue two on her wall. And sort of as this as this conversation goes up, as Clash is calling Blaze to call in a favor, uh, we only see Clash as part of the conversation in in, uh, in voiceover text boxes. Um, over the next couple of pages, which is which are montages of sort of where our plot lines are leaving us this issue. And it seems like Blaze is kind of what we were thinking. She is super level-headed, despite being a Misfits fan. I also, I, I want to point out that Rio won Jerrica a Rainbow Dash plush. And it's not like, it's not like some kind of fake Rainbow Dash. It is, it is on model. One thing I also admire with these just, uh, these, like flowy panels where uh, basically toward the end here is from the, at, at first, all we really saw was Roxy doing, not really doing anything like fingernail painting or anything like that. She was generally coded as more masculine and here she's finger and she's painting her fingernails and I love it. That's true. And Jenna being British is eating a bacon sandwich. I eat bacon sandwiches. You're Canadian. That's sort of British. And we also have sort of these, like, hologram flowy music lines going on, which are just really nicely colored again. They, are. they really are. I don't know about you guys, but I almost see it as being uh, as though we have a background music going on over this montage. It feels like background yeah. music to me. It really does. It's important to note that on our last page, Jerrica and Rio have their first kiss and the little music thing explodes into hearts. And it's so cute. It's so cute. I want everybody to make kisses on this in this comic. <laughs> or at least have buddies. Yeah, it's it's amazing how in three issues they've not only made us care about these characters, but also get like really excited about the prospect of these characters dating each other. 
So this is actually our first issue when we have uh, when we have write-in letters because these sort of things tend to take like a couple issues to sort of keep going. Uh, so a lot of these, in fact, I think most of these are people referring to issue one and sending in letters because of that. And most of them are just really nice things. There's a couple of uh, there's a couple of folks who are like, by the way, I'm a dude and I love Gem and the Holograms. Why do you feel the need to point that out? I know, I know. And also, I'm a dude and I love Gem and the Holograms. And some of them are like, also, I like my little ponies. Let's get into that later. I think one guy actually refers to him as a himself as a male, which means that he probably refers to women as females. Whenever a guy calls a woman a female, I just picture like a Ferengi talking in my head. I just think of Quark. <laughs> I think of Quark all the time. I And that's like, even to the point where like, even when I see the word females, I try to imagine it as spoken through those like Ferengi teeth costume bits. Females. But like it's it's cool because the letters column is all almost completely overwhelming and it's three pages overwhelmingly positive. People are really happy. Except for this one letter. Okay, bring it on. Let's rock. I'm sure I'm not the first or only one, so be it as it may, consider it one of many in this tone. What the hell did you do to Jem? I was misled by the one cover with Jem in much her original style that fans came to know and love her as. It would have been just fine to stick with it. But then I went into issue number one, which came out this week, and I see it's utter crap. Where's Starlight Music? Jericho wasn't a doormat. She was a business person first and had confidence. Aja is now chunky, and Shayna has a tremendous booty. No, no, no. Completely wrong. Jerrica only has one sister, and that's Kimber. There are no other sisters. And Kimber is not a lesbian. Those profiles in the back are entirely wrong. Fictional. Utter trite. Synergy's look is really wrong. They didn't need to evolve to be in 2015. Jem was perfect the way the series was created. Now it's been gutted of everything that made it good. The new comic only shares the name of Jem. The soul and spirit have been surgically removed. IDW needs to try again and stick with the original character designs and background. There's no need for a new origin story because we already know how things came to be. How can anyone justify this as what they think should be done? Such promise. Such a huge letdown. Epic fail. I really hope the gem movie that's been talked about does not go the same route. <laughs> We're not done. We're not done. It's okay to print this note, but I'm sure you won't. Anyone who thinks this was any good is not a real gem fan. Kelly Thompson's diatribe trying to justify all the changes made was all moot. All those reasons don't matter because it was the entirely wrong way to go with a property like gem. It's an example of overthinking things. You know what you had to start with, but refuse to stick with it. It's like someone who uses a GPS and still gets lost because they ignore it. Seriously let down, I remain a Floyd. P.S. Oh, and Jerrica, when is Jem, remain the same height. She does not get taller as Jem. I'm picturing some guy writing this in, like, his mom's basement. Yeah, swelling his chalice of Mountain Dew. There's so much to unpack here, but my favorite thing is the whole, those profiles in the back are entirely wrong. Fictional. They're all fictional. It's all entirely fictional. Nothing is real. It's a comic book. You can make anything be anything. It's 
That's that's the glory of fiction. You can do whatever you want. Maybe this guy didn't watch the Christy Marks or didn't listen to the Christy Marks just talks that came with the gym D- DVDs. But she was all for diversity. She wished that the the girls had like different bodies back in the cartoon, but they just couldn't because they were based on the dolls and Hasbro didn't have a bunch of different dolls to work with here. Mm-hmm. The fact that everybody here is embracing the diversity, we've got more characters of color, we've got characters of different body types, it's great! Christy Marks would love this! This is what the whole show was about! And different sexual and gender identities. That wasn't as prominent in the 80s, but now it's prominent now, so do it! Okay, read the response. This is from John Barber, by the way, the editor. Well, A, you were the first and only letter like this we got. One note. Daring me to print a letter by acting sure I won't isn't going to work twice, so I don't need any more of that, gem fans. Not that you would. Now, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, and if what we're doing here isn't to your taste, that's cool. No problem. What I do have a problem with is ascribing your version of fandom as the only version of fandom. Fans of anything have varied tastes and like different things. To say somebody that doesn't agree with your vision of what Gem should be is completely the opposite of the inclusive world we're seeking to create here. True fans come in every shape and size, feel every feeling, and come from every walk of life. We welcome everybody, and all their likes and dislikes, to the table. Also, uh, Shayna and Aja completely were Jerrica and Kimber's foster sisters in the original cartoon. That's a thing we deliberately did keep the same. Owned, nerd. I really like just sort of the, the sort of mission statement here that, that Barbara reiterated, which is everybody should be able to be included in here and see something of themselves. But you know, like all of the letters in here are overwhelmingly positive aside from this one. And then like people are just expressing that they are really excited. Uh, someone was like, are we going to see Rhea and Clash? And he's like, no, never. They'll never appear, especially not Clash in this issue. We've also heard from, uh, I believe it was, um, Sophie Campbell. She said that we're going to be seeing the limp lizards shortly in the comic. Yes, the limp yes. lizards are in the comic. <laughs> yes. Our favorite background, guys. Uh, aside from a couple character profiles for Clash and Blaze at the back of this issue, that about wraps up our content on this issue. So, you guys, just sort of general feelings. Are we still totally on board with this comic? 1,000%. Yes, absolutely. It's also been really nice to read this as a reminder of how to sort of update Gem correctly uh, since this is the first issue that has come out since the Gem movie trailer, which... Oh, (laughs) oh dear A. Floyd. (laughs) I don't think you're going to be happy. I don't think you'll ever be happy, A. Floyd. (laughs) So that about wraps it up for us. Throw all your money at this comic. Show people that you love it. Share it. Talk about it. Give out a thanks to Sophie Campbell and Kelly Thompson, uh, if you want to tell them. They are super receptive to nice things on Twitter, and everybody likes to hear a nice thing about something they did. You can buy this on Comixology. You can subscribe to the series. You can also go to your local comic book shop if you have a nice one and support it. Uh, if you are looking for one, you can always go to the Valkyries and see if there are any Valkyrie shops in your area. We totally love this comic. It is everything that the movie will probably not be. So until next time, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been The Gem Jam, where there's no use crying over spilt outrageousness.